Welcome to Doc's Freedom Files. Irony and its close cousin absurdity meet nowhere closer than at the confluence of left-wing politics and gun control legislation. As usual, and especially in the case of guns, the leftists tug at the fragile heartstrings of emotion when the sturdy rope of reason escapes them. This has been seen nowhere more clearly than in the aftermath of Adam Lanza's Sandy Hook school shootings. Samuel Johnson once famously said, Patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. He was wrong. I've come to realize that children are the last refuge of scoundrels. Anytime the political left wants to grandstand on an issue, they justify it with the now hoary cliché, It's for the children. Their gun-free school zones ensured that the Sandy Hook kids didn't stand a chance. Apparently, the anti-gunner's concern for children is further bolstered by continuous misuse of the firearms vocabulary. Their insistence on referring to magazines as clips, the constant reference to semi-automatic firearms as automatics, thereby implying that they are machine guns, and calling cartridges bullets, are just a small sampling of their shallow understanding and intentional misdirection. Too often, they are people who don't know what they're talking about, yet wield massive amounts of authority. Their abject technical ignorance would be more palatable were it not being used to strip Americans of their rights. People would laugh at a cardiologist who called the heart that blood pump thing in your elbow that goes thump-thump. Yet the anti-gun types are still taken seriously after they say equally ridiculous things. Amongst other things, the 1994 assault weapons ban contained a prohibition on barrel shrouds. While attempting to get the ban reinstated after its 10-year sunset provision, perennial anti-gun New York legislator Carolyn McCarthy was asked what a barrel shroud was. She infamously replied, I believe it's a shoulder thing that goes up. Barrel shrouds are nothing more than small heat shields designed to protect a shooter's hand from a hot barrel. They are a safety feature. Some, though not all, have a military appearance, but none of them affect the function of a firearm in the least. Leave it to the left to ban safety features. The ban featured other bizarre prohibitions, such as bayonet lugs on rifle barrels. These fixtures allow a bayonet to be mounted on a long gun. In modern militaries, bayonets are rarely seen off the parade ground. Still, the nervous Nellies who authored the ban insisted on including them. Why? Did the authors suspect that our criminal element was massing, like World War II Imperial Japanese troops, ready to stage bayonet bonsai attacks? Apply your own litmus test 
to everything you hear from the mainstream media and anti-gun politicians and understand that it is impossible for their constant stream of disinformation to be accidental. There are, logically, only three possibilities. They are intentionally pushing an agenda, they are too stupid to hold their offices, or they are too dishonest to be trusted. In any case, their bladder is not worthy of your ears. Reports are that December 2012 background checks and firearm sales have broken all previous records. The sad irony is that the public aren't buying these weapons because they fear the likes of Adam Lanza or even common street criminals. They are buying them in fear of their own government. This is Doc Toops wishing you life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The number of people looking to buy firearms is up nearly 50% compared to 2007, according to the FBI. In the month of November, our gun sales were probably comfortably 250% of what an average month is. All in favor of losing your rights, please do nothing. This rally is not about guns, but what these guns that everybody's going to wear represent is the true badge of the free man, that he can, he can bear arms in defense of himself without permission from anyone, and that's what these arms represent. Gun laws in the U.S. vary by state, and the amount of regulation is a hot-button political issue. Associated uh, two U.S. senators and associating them or comparing them to uh, to terrorists. I said, well, they are. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch! You can't take me. don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took us off. Does this country remind you of the America that you grew up in? Do your children enjoy the same freedoms that you did when you were young? Well, you think that you can take me on? You must be crazy. There ain't a single thing you've done that's gonna phase me. Just how far are you willing to be pushed? When are we gonna put our collective foot down and tell the tyrant, Get off of my back! If you wanna have a go, I just wanna let you know. Hi, I'm Cope Reynolds, and if you're tired of the same old sugar-coated mush-mouth monologue of talk radio, join me for The Shooting Bench. Guns, self-defense, survival, current events are just a few of the topics that we'll discuss on The Shooting Bench, and we're going to start discussing them right now. 
Have you forgotten? And here we are. Welcome to the shooting bench. It is the 25th of March, and much is going on. Hope everybody has uh, got all their ducks in a row here with everything that's going on. I'll uh, let me read a few things to you here that's happening just to kind of summarize what's going on around the country. It is, um, let's see, today the President of the United States approved federal disaster declarations for Florida and Texas due to the impact of this virus, which kind of opens the door for expanded uh, assistance by FEMA. The Secretary of Defense has issued a stop movement order halting all travel and movement abroad for up to 60 days for all U.S. troops, civilian personnel, and family members due to the virus. The Colorado governor issued emergency stay-at-home orders starting tomorrow, 6 o'clock in the morning until April 11th, to minimize the spread of the virus. Critical businesses, critical businesses will be exempt. Uh, New Mexico, well, here, joining, this is joining these other states here, Idaho, New Jersey, New York, Louisiana, Ohio, Illinois, California, and Connecticut all have some type of statewide lockdown. Here in Arizona now, we have... Well, I forgot what it said. Let me see if I can find it real quick. There's so much going on here so fast that uh, it's hard to keep up with it. I believe that we have, um, let me see, stand by just a minute. I should have had that ready for you. I think we have 400 and something cases here in Arizona now, which, you know, don't don't think that I'm spreading uh, gloom and doom here. Like I said, the virus in and of itself is of little consequence, little uh, uh, concern to me, very little. But I can understand how people with compromised immune systems, you know, the the uh, the elderly, the people with sick in some other manner, uh, especially with respiratory problems. <clears throat> I understand. I completely get it why this is such a concern. And I'm not by any remote stretch of the imagination saying that this is nothing to be worried about. I'm just saying I personally am not too worried about it. But uh, I was looking here, the the reservation, the Navajo reservation has really exploded. They had, uh, if I can find the dang thing here I was looking at a while ago. I believe there is, well, I'm not going to tell you what I believe there is. I want to be able to read it to you. Or maybe it's, no, it's not there. I'll find it here. And there's, while I'm looking, let's talk a little bit about martial law. A couple of times I've made mention of martial law light. And I think people took that a little bit more serious than it was meant to be. Uh, let me, uh, yeah, I still can't find the dang thing here. Let me try a different direction here. Let's look here and then let's go there and let's scroll up 
to right there and then we'll see nothing that's where I hoped it would be oh well don't worry about it I'll, I'll figure it out soon later so martial law <clears throat> there was a, an article went around I even posted the article on my on my page that said that there was uh, you know National Guard was going to be used for law enforcement activities and of course everybody jumped up there and said this oh this can't be we can never do this it's going to martial law because they can't do this it's against the posse comitatus act and blah 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 well it's not it is none of those things uh, in the first place you know in, in military times here uh, i don't know two three days ago there was a story that came out about um, these guard activations. They're 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 picking up, and they say they could be used for law enforcement. Okay, let me tell you what the definition of martial law is. Martial law is when your constitutionally protected rights are suspended. The Constitution itself is suspended which there is no legal authority to do this, but they can do it. Uh, and, and the military literally takes over the government. The military will be in charge. The government will have little or no say-so in what's going on. And I, I, in the first place, we don't have the number of people required to do that nationwide. Um and in the second place, the National Guard is doing exactly what the National Guard was intended to do. They will work under law enforcement, even if they're doing law enforcement, have law enforcement responsibilities. They're still working under and for the law enforcement wherever they're, they're working at. Uh, do they stock shelves? Yes. Do they put up tents and shelters for people that are uh, displaced from their homes? Yes. Uh, do they do lots of other stuff that, that uh, we don't have enough people to do? Absolutely. And that's what they're for. They're not going in to take over. They're not, they're not going to be law enforcement. They're going to help law enforcement, which is exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's okay. As long as they're ob abiding by their oath and doing what they're supposed to be doing, there is absolutely no problem with this. As you might be aware, the law enforcement um, capacity or capabilities might be running a little short here in the not-too-very-distant future. As we see uh, a, a number of things happen, we've already had, some, I told you this Monday, there's, there's, we already had uh, you know some fights and some stabbings and some stuff going on because of the curfews and, and all of that and the, the uh, limitations on what you can get in the store and stuff not being available at the store, and people are slowly starting to crack. And we're going to, I, I promise, in short order, what are you going to give it, a week, maybe two weeks, a month? I don't think it'll go a month by any stretch before people start 
they've they've had enough. They're getting cabin fever, uh, as as Doc said, and I wholeheartedly agree. Doc said Monday night we're going to see a tremendous, unbelievable rise in crime, uh, violent crime, property crime, uh, uh, burglaries. Uh, break-ins, you know, looking for food, looking for guns, looking for money, looking for toilet paper, you know, whatever the case may be, it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. So, you know, it's, and, and, I, and I said this the other day, and I'll say it again. Uh, hang on one second here. Let me... Okay, that's better. And also, yeah, this, all these robberies and all this stuff, home invasions, are going to go up like 40 million percent or something like that. We're going to see a lot of this, and we're going to see it soon. If you're not armed and and at least some degree of training and competent and confident with your with your firearm, you're behind the curve. You better get busy. This is not a time that you can just shut your door and say, okay, I'm safe from the outside world. Because the outside world is going to be coming in, and you should have you know whatever you're whatever you're confident with, whatever you have, whatever you can afford to get, some kind of weapon that rapidly discourages people from taking your stuff and making you dead. So, shotgun works well for this in in uh, in the home. Handguns, I'm not a big fan of people using handguns for home invasion, for home defense, if you don't have the training to use it. I'm not talking about the ability to use it. I'm not talking about that you've gone out and shot 10 cans out behind the tailgate of the pickup with granddad, you know, for the last 10 years. I'm not talking about that you've gone to the NRA range somewhere and shot at a target 50 feet away and you're hitting it pretty good. I mean, do you know how to fight? What are you going to do when that weapon malfunctions? What are you going to do when you run out of ammo? What are you going to do when the bad guy already has a hold of one of your arms? What are you going to do when you're wounded? What are you going to do when you have a loved one in the other room screaming their head off because something's happening? So in in many of those cases, if you're not well trained with a handgun, even a rifle, the shotgun may be a better idea. Shotguns, there's lots and lots and lots of decent shotguns out there at a decent price. Shotgun ammo is still readily available, and some of that's still at a decent price. I picked up a couple of boxes today because I happened to be standing by the by the aisle there, and I said, well, there's some. Looks like that's a good price, and I grabbed a couple of them. Not like I don't have plenty already, but... You know, I decided to add to it a little bit. <clears throat> look at your uh, look at your food supply. Of course, everybody can't run out and buy a year's supply of food in one afternoon. But look at some of your your uh, longer, your more non-perishable stuff, your longer-lasting stuff. And uh, the other thing, fresh vegetables and fruits and things like that, get them while they're available and eat them while you can. And as they start to go bad, either either can them, 
uh, turn them into to, uh, stews and soups or or whatever. But take advantage of it while you can. The fresh stuff is going to be obviously some of the first to go. We are where I told you we were going to. Now I thought we'd be here earlier than this, to tell you the truth. But we are where we many of us have expected to be for a long time. And, and like I said the other day, it, it, it's a big surprise to everybody. If you were preparing for a disaster and a disaster comes, why are you so surprised? It's here and you need to concentrate on dealing with it. And by the way, speaking of dealing with things, this will probably be a relatively short show because I have lots of stuff I need to do. Um, as I told you Monday, this fire, they have locked down the Navajo reservation and uh, it's going to be very difficult for me to get in there and campaign. And that is critical to my campaign. And, um, uh, so I need to, uh, I'm going to work on trying to get, you know, enough donations and stuff to get some radio ads out there. I'm going to get lots and lots of cards and flyers and, and mailers and stuff and see if I can get mail them to a very few contacts that I have out there and see if they will, uh, hopefully I can depend on them to distribute these things to, uh, grocery stores and gas stations and, and everything that's open where people might accidentally see them. Maybe a few posters to put up at, at some of the closed stores and stuff. So people can see them when they're out walking around looking for something to steal or whatever. And that's going to be happening all over the country. So if you live in a place where you feel like you've been confident with leaving your doors unlocked and the door to the shed outside that's got anything in it that's that's got any value whatsoever that can be sold, probably ought to think about securing those because we are just literally hours, maybe days away from that going crazy, where people are going to be taking anything they can get to trade for toilet paper or food or gas or, or whatever. So hope your silver stocked up. You've made your, got your silver generators. Make, you know, make it constantly right now <clears throat> while you can, while everything's still pretty available. Make a couple, three, four, five, nine, or 12 gallons of, of silver and put it away. And use it when you can. Make it when you're able to, and use that when you're not able to make it. Batteries will not last forever. Silver will not last forever. But if it's already made into that stuff, at least you'll have it, uh, have something usable there that you can fall back on. So look at, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Look at something like, um, what, what are the things that you don't normally think of in your preparedness? Everybody wants food, ammo, medical supplies, communications. Yeah, this is going to be big communications because we can't go a lot of places. We can't go and talk, um, up close and personal to people and, and, uh, other people don't want to talk to you. 
become, I mean, not that they don't want to, but they don't want to be around you, don't want you in their house. So radios are going to be, are going to be big. <clears throat> but, um, what, 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 what are some things that come to mind or that don't normally come to mind? Let me put it, let me change that. What are some things that don't normally come to mind for you when you're looking at storing stuff for a longer period of time? Not, not forever. This, this is not the end of the world right now, I hope. But, um, it's going to be probably pretty tough for at a minimum of a couple of months. You know, maybe three or four. I don't know, but I'm sure at least a couple of months. It's going to be pretty tough. So do you have, uh, what about your clothes, shoes, socks, underwear, toothpaste, things that, that you normally use that you kind of take for granted? Uh, these are things that, that you should get a few extra, a little bit extra. You know, one of the things that I've done for years, and I've got a bucket full of it here to, to prove it, uh, every time you go stay in a motel somewhere, Take the soap and the shampoo that they provide. You paid for that. They're, they're not going to deduct it from your, from your bill because you left it in the room. And they're not going to charge the next guy more when they replace it for him. So take that and put it in a bucket. I've got things that I may not ever use. But I have little tiny bottles of shampoo. I have little bitty bars of soap. I have, uh, conditioner. There's, uh, Oh, I don't know what all else we get. The little, uh, the little coffee thing. We're not coffee drinkers, but it might be a heck of a good barter item. So alcohol. I mean, drinking alcohol. Uh, wine, whiskey, vodka, brandy. These are all things that will be remarkable, uh, barter items. I've told you, we've talked about this, I've told you many times what I'm telling you right now. And, um, but right now, if you've got a little extra disposable cash, go out and get some of these things and put them, put them away. And, and, uh, you know, if you don't use them, you can always, I mean, if you don't, uh, trade them to somebody for something or whatever, when this is all over, you got enough for a party or you got a little extra underwear. You got a couple extra pairs of socks, whatever the case may be. It's not going to go to waste. You'll still use them. But I also understand that a lot of us don't have the money to just throw into this, even though it may only be, you know, 25, 40, 50 bucks extra. A lot of us just don't have that available. And, to you guys, I would say I wish you'd listen to me 10 years ago when I was constantly saying, uh, you know, buy one or two of these here and there when you can, one a month, one a week, whatever you can do and put it away. And some people still have not done that. There is no one, if you eat at all, if you have any money coming in, there is no one that can't buy one extra can of SpaghettiOs when you go out and get groceries, even if it's only one a week. If you'd have done that and started doing that 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I've been talking about it, over 20 years ago when I first came out with my book, then you would have a pantry full of stuff right now. So... And I'm not chastising you, and I, and I know you probably feel bad enough already, some of you. I'm just telling you, start now. 
if you're only able to get the one one can of green beans this week, well, at least get that one. You know, if you got a couple extra bucks to put into it, do it. Um, any money that you're saving for trips and new cars and and all that kind of stuff, you need to stop. You need to use at least a portion of that to get you through this next couple of months. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be fun. And uh, we're going to see a lot of excitement here in the next, over this next whole year. But uh, so I'm really hoping that they lift this travel advisory, not advisory, but this, this lockdown out on the reservation so I can get out there. Because I need to be out there personally. I don't need flyers at the gas stations. I'll settle for that if that's all I can get. But I need to be out there talking to those people. I need to be, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, even though that's probably not the best thing to be doing right this minute. But uh, I need to go talk to them. They need to see me. I need to. They need to be able to answer questions for them. Answer, you know, address their concerns. And the best thing I can do now is Facebook website and and uh, hoping that some of these uh, conservative guys out there will will give me a hand. So anyway, all right. Let me see here. Stand by just a second. Okay. Well, you know what? I told you this show was going to be a little shorter than normal. It's going to be even shorter than that. We've had a couple of big power flashes here. Uh, just I, I took a little break there for just a second, and uh, I'm afraid that uh, I, I want to get this on the air. I don't want to lose it, so I'm going to get this. I'm going to sign off here in just a minute and get this out to you. I know it's short, but at least it's something I've promised you I would do everything that I could do to get a show. I didn't promise you they would be full length. So there you have it. So all things looking like they're looking right now, well, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't have a, a Liberty Lounge on Friday. So um, that we'll do the best we can. I don't see any reason why we won't for right now. So anyway, you can uh, take my advice for whatever it's worth. It's worth whatever you paid for it. And uh, look at getting a few things put away. You're, a lot of the things, you're too late. You know, uh, masks and stuff like that, It's it's uh, they're pretty tough to find right now. But uh, do whatever you can. Do the best you can. If you need any, uh, any advice or help or anything at all, please don't hesitate to, to give me a holler. Everybody knows how to get a hold of me, get a hold of my, uh, if you're a new listener, well, one of the easiest ways is to, the easiest, fastest ways to get me on Facebook, as long as everything's up and running. Uh, I've got a quite a Facebook presence. I've got, you know, four or five or six pages. I don't even know how many I got. And, uh, you know, admin of several groups. I've got two or three of my own groups. And uh, you can email me at the shooting bench at live.com uh yeah that's right the shooting bench at live.com speaking of live let me i had a very interesting conversation with a young lady yesterday 
that tells me that I may be able to figure out a way to get back uh, back in the saddle and be live again. Because I have just given up on I can't waste any more time right now. I can waste time later, especially if I lose the election. I'll have lots of time to waste. If I win, at least I can you know budget my time a little bit. But right now, my time is uh, pretty extra time is a pretty scarce commodity. But uh, if this thing that she tells told me about works, I might be live at least some of the time. So I'll let you know here probably next week what I discovered here. So with all that being said, or that little bit being said, I'm going to scoot out of here, and we'll see you all Friday evening, and thank you for joining me. Good night. All right, welcome to the shooting bench. This is Nostalgia Central here. We've got a few clips for you from uh, various places that the show has been put on. I don't. We haven't nearly got all of them by any remote stretch, but uh, we've got quite a few, and I just wanted to throw this in here. This first one, we missed about half of the, well, about the first 30 minutes of the show. This was the very first show, uh, certainly the first shooting bench, to be done after the collapse of the Watchmen. This was the first show done on Just Measures Radio Network on the 6th of June in 2011, and this was done from a little town in Nevada called Eureka. And uh, we're just going to listen to little clips from a few of these and uh, move on from there. Let's let's listen in here. You know what, T Dog? We may try to get Miss Amy in here. She's she has uh, migrated in here to this diner and is bonding with these folks here. Uh, nice people here. This uh, in uh, in in Eureka, Nevada. When you drive up there, it says the friendliest little town on the loneliest road in America. And there, that's why we had to stop here and do it because the next stop is Ely. Nevada, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's 100, 120 miles, and there's nothing but barbed wire fence between here and there and a few road signs, a couple of antelope maybe. Once again, this is the shooting bench. I don't know how this is about the ninth time I've said this. This is the shooting bench. I am Cope Reynolds, and this is coming to you live and in Technicolor from Moab, Utah, one of the most incredible views in in the world, the land, the uh, terrain features and stuff around here are unlike anything anybody else has to offer. We love coming through here. I've been here like a million times, but uh, I, I never get tired of it. It's astounding. So that's where we're at now. This is the 7th of June. Okay, welcome. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of August, the day before hump day, the day before Jason and I will go forth into deep into enemy territory, into the belly of the beast, to educate folks in the fine art of pistol craft. We're headed to Ohio tomorrow at O Dark 30 in the morning, and we should be to Just Measures Coin Shop sometime late tomorrow evening. All right. Where in the world is Cope and Jason? Hello, it is Thursday, the 4th of August already, and we are in Mount Vernon, Indiana. Jason and I, we've made a long trip, 26 hours of driving. Welcome to another edition of the Shooting Bench. Um, we drove 26, or we drove 18 hours yesterday and stopped in, 
in uh, where in the heck did we stop? I was tired last night. Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, this morning got up and and come on in to Mount Vernon, Indiana. Anyway, here we are. Jeez, what a trip. Where in the world are Cope and Jason right now? Well, we are in, well, the locals call it uh, uh, Bell Fountain. It's spelled Bella Fontaine, so I don't know which what it is. It's, uh, you can look on the map and call it whatever you want to. But uh, this has been an experience. We, uh, I told you that uh, Oklahoma's roads suck pretty bad. And Arkansas just sucks, period. And uh, we've got here at Ohio. I've never been a real big fan of Ohio, but I was kind of grateful to get here this time. I found that Ohio is is uh, more better than some of the other ones we've been through. I, uh, this is my, my third tour to Ohio. Yeah, Jason says we're in, uh, we're in BF Ohio, if you can figure that out. And we uh, got here, and our, our host... Uh, gracious, got a nice place to shoot out there. Uh, it's been, we, we got here a little late because we stayed with Bobby a little long last night. We're going to make that up to him tomorrow. And, uh, it's been, uh, been a lot of fun. By the way, for those of you that didn't know this already, it is Friday, the 5th of August already. Welcome to another edition of the Shooting Bench. We are coming to you, Jason and I, live and in Technicolor from well, I was going to say beautiful downtown St. Louis, but uh, it's more beautiful than Illinois. yeah, it is. It is beautiful because we just come out of Illinois, so we, and that's why we're late because we didn't want to stop and do it behind enemy lines. I was afraid that uh, I didn't know if Jay, we've only got two AKs with us and a limited amount of ammunition, and I'm not sure that Jason would have been able to hold them off. And uh, I may have may have had to play a long commercial break so I could get out there and. And uh, help him stand them off here. So we we made a dash for uh, to get uh, inside America here, and we just did it. We're stopped at a gas station in the sunshine in the middle of nowhere, but we are in St. Louis. So if you hear the traffic going by and everything, we're stopped at a uh, what is that, Jason? Diarrhea Queen or Sonic or some little ice cream place here. Tuning in on us here, it is Tuesday, the 9th of August, and we're coming to you live and in Technicolor from beautiful downtown Shamrock, Texas. We are at Big Burns Steakhouse in Shamrock. The folks at Big Burns Steakhouse have been kind enough to let us uh, borrow their air conditioning and their their uh, uh, television, their, their, their Diet Cokes here for a little bit, and uh, to bring you the shooting bench. And next weekend is Pioneer Days in Luna. If you guys can possibly swing the time and money to swing by here and check this out, you will be absolutely flabbergasted. This is a little town. It's not even a town. It it, it just barely classifies as a community. There's 158 people in an unincorporated area. We have Southwest Shooting Authority and one little tiny bitty store Two gas pumps and a, and a, and a uh, post office. That's it. And 158 people. And that's all there is. But when it comes Pioneer Days, they have, you know, it, it, the average rodeo, <clears throat> professional rodeo, stuff you see on TV, sometimes has 20 and 30 teams 
say, uh, you know, team roping and stuff like that, uh, bulldog and whatever, uh, there are over 50 teams come to this rodeo. I don't have any idea what is so appealing about this little rodeo in this town. Okay, here we are. We are welcome to a special edition of the Shooting Bench on Just Measures Radio. We are coming to you live and in, uh, well, I was going to say Technicolor, but not really. It's a little bit of green, a whole lot of brown, and some blue skies here. And uh, we are live in, tech, in Quartzsite, Arizona right now. And this is going to be an exciting weekend. There's no question about it. There's, uh, there's a lot of guns here. There's a lot of people rolling in. My old friend Bob Wright's in here. And uh, I would suspect that Bob Mitzel is probably with him. I don't know how many of his group that he brought. I'll be seeing him right after the show. Um, a lot of things going on. And uh, it appears that the, from what I understand, the uh, uh, law enforcement here is uh, a little bit on edge, which I can believe that. If you listened to the show yesterday, you heard and found out that uh, they, it doesn't seem that they're going to receive any help from any of the surrounding communities. And um, the, uh, the sheriff here, his old, old-time buddy, It'll probably be about the only help that he gets, and and I don't say that meaning that he's going to need help. It's just that I know that he wanted help, and uh, we'll see we'll see how all this turns out. But uh, there's folks steadily pulling in. We're broadcasting to you right now live from Vito's RV Park, right outside of Quartzsite, Arizona. This is the happening place. This is where it's at. I met uh, Vito himself a while ago, and. Um, uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, I was worried about the sound. I have a great big fan blowing by me. We're sitting outside right now, and uh, we've got a, a canopy over us, but it's 113 degrees, and uh, sun shining bright, and it's just a, a, a beautiful day for a rebellion. Some other things that happened here. Uh, number one, remember two or three weeks ago we told you that uh, Jason and I and, and uh, Amy had stopped on uh, in in Socorro to get fuel, and we found an old ratty flag flying across the street. And of course, Amy talked me out of, of just taking it, so I went and put a note on the door. Well, we went back uh, not once but twice this weekend, and found that they have removed that flag. Of course, they haven't put up a new one yet, but I don't care about that. I just care about them taking that old ratty one down. <laughs> Happened over the weekend at our our latest crusade where we went down to the uh the emergency tree cutting uh plan that they're implementing down in in Otero County learned a lot down there we found out that we are not alone in our uh our quest for for freedom and in liberty and all things right and normal all gun-related, of course, that may vary just a little bit tonight. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But anyway, the shooting bench, it is the 11th of December, and Jason and I are tucked away hiding in a little cubby hole in, in Caldwell, Idaho, trying to sneak through here without making too much uh, um, to do here. I didn't tell you what they told me down at Walgreens a while ago, did I? No, I... Uh, Went into Walgreens and get some stuff, and and um, 
there's two gals back there, and of course I was wearing my gun, as I always do. And she said, uh, "Well, how do you like it here?" And I said, "Oh, it's it's fine, but we're not. I don't live here. We're just uh, just traveling through." She said, "Where are you from?" And I told her, and she said, uh, "Well, I figured it was someplace like that. You carrying a gun? So that's pretty much what everybody does around here." And I said, "Yeah, we thought we'd go ahead and and uh, cut our trip a little short tonight and stay here instead of going on into Oregon. We had a little extra time. We could have made it on into Oregon and." And um, she said, oh, yeah, we treat carriers a whole lot better here than they do over there. I'm glad you stopped. Well, you guys are not going to believe this. I'm going to have to put a playlist on here for a couple of minutes. I just heard the dogs barking, and <laughs> I went outside, and there's a bear in the goat pen, if you can believe that. Uh, the bear is dead now. And I'm gonna have to probably call, uh, call the game department here. But he is inside the, uh, the goat pen and a 22 Magnum fixed him right up. So I'm not gonna interrupt the show other than I am gonna have to play a, a playlist here for a few minutes and, uh, I'll be back in here in just a little bit. So stand by. Well, that wraps up another edition of The Shooting Bench. Join me Monday and Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific, and again on Fridays from 7 to 10 for The Shooting Bench. Good night, and thanks for joining me. No reconciliation. No, let's talk it over number I can call. Goodbye says it all.